Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here are your hosts, internet brand strategist Sandra Beck and marketing director for Toganet Radio, Scott Frazier. And welcome to Coach Talk Radio. This is Sandra Beck, and Scott Frazier has the day off. We've got an outstanding show for you today. Always we try to bring you uh, great, different, unique, and and non-traditional ways to be successful, be outstanding. And one of the things that I came across recently was a book by Joel Fatinos, and it's a book called My Life Contract. And for those of you that, that listen to me on a regular basis, you know I'm really detail-oriented. I like to write everything down. I even take notes during my own show so I don't forget what these great guests are talking about. And we are going to visit today with Joel. He wrote a book called My Life Contract, and it's a 90-day program. And I know you're like, yeah, yeah, another 90-day program. But one of the things that I really like about this book is, and it's funny because I'm a voracious reader and I know many of you are, but Joel gets right to the point. You don't have to read a bunch of theory. You don't have to hear his life story and all these things, which happens in a lot of these, you know, books that are out there. Um, he gets to the point. You get a, a, a roadmap. You get, you know, it's almost like it's a contract, book contract. You get right to the point. You tell me what I need to do. And then the best part of this book, it's like a book slash workbook. It gives you these daily plans where you can write down, write, write in the book. And um, I just really like that because it was an all-in-one solution for a busy person. Uh, Joel, I don't know. Can I wax more poetic about your book? <laughs> you just keep going. This is great. I, I love it. <laughs> and he's a wonderful man and he's handsome and he's dynamic. Actually, I've never met him until today, but um, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun today because uh, Joel, I had to dig my life out of the trenches a couple years ago. I lost my mom. I lost my house. I lost my marriage. My kids were three months old and two months when I filed for divorce and I had to come up with something really quick. And I wish I had had this book at that point because it would have kept me better on track in a very traumatic situation because it, it was so simple. Um, how did you come up with the idea of your own coaching book? You know, you're you're a spiritual leader. You're a reverend. You're, a, you know, a big shot in the publishing industry. You got it all going on. Why why write a book about your life contract? Well, this book really did come out of my experience, uh, similar, different than your experience, but in, the same in that. Uh, I had a series of traumatic events as well, and trying to find my way through those was very difficult, and uh, there was a lot of trial and error, and I wished I had had this book back then as well, because I took years trying to find a method that could get me to where I wanted to go, and that I could stick with it, because so many books came out, and they were thick, and they had 52 steps, or they had 17 ideas, and and I just couldn't stay with with it. So I developed this program for myself and then people would just start asking me about it and I would start talking about it and the next thing I knew I was teaching classes on it and giving lectures about it and and it grew from there. So now over the years I've I've taught this method to thousands and thousands of people. It's the simplest method and um, what worked for me has now worked for other people and, and that just makes me so happy I can't even tell you. 
Well, and Joel, I just got to say, like, you know, like the powers that be over at Tartar and Penguin, you know, just, just what, <gasps> when you're like, it's thick. You know? <laughs> right, because, exactly. <laughs> but, it, but here's the thing. It's like, we're busy. Everybody's busy. I'm busy. I have a technology company. I have my radio shows, you know, and I, I have a lot. I have to do every day, just like everybody does. And I'm sorry, you might be a great guy, Joel, but I don't need to hear about your childhood. I don't need to hear about, you know, in detail how you recovered from X, Y, and Z. I want you to get to the point. And page two, because <laughs> right. I have my copy here, my, my dog-eared copy. I have highlights and I have notes. I'm going to send. A, I'm going to get your email and send you a picture of it because you'll laugh. It's all dog-eared and written all over. Oh, that's the, great. You know, the first thing you say in your book is get clear about where you are now. And that is so powerful because when you're in trauma, when you're in crisis, or you're just an idiot, I don't know, it's it's hard to set yourself down and figure out where you are in your life. Well, it is. And yet it's the most important thing we can do because we often will say uh, that we want things to be different in our lives. But when we press people, when I press people and say, how do you want things to be different? Most people cannot tell me exactly how they want it to be different. They just want it to be different. So sometimes they will even give me vague answers like, uh, I'd like more money or I'd like better health or I'd like to be married or something. But when I press them for even more details beyond that, they can't do it. And then they wonder why they're not getting any results. And I, what I learned, you know, this book is really the, the combined wisdom of thousands of books and programs and everything that I put together. And almost every single one of them always says, begin with, being clear of where you're starting from and get clear about what you want. Those are really vital because if you know where you're starting from and then you know what you want, then we can fill in the rest on how to get there. But until you do those two steps, things are going to still be kind of murky. Well, and you know, Joel, I'm I'm the one that's uh, going to tell you how it looks, how it feels, what it smells like, what it feels like for me. Because when you said, like, get clear about where you are now, I have to tell you, at the time that I read this, I felt like a real train wreck. You know, I'm like, you know, in debt, you know, old car, you know, hanging on to one property, foreclosing on my other property. And, you know, I had all the negatives up there. And right. then when you, I read your thing, and then I said, you know, get clear about where you are. Well, I started writing stuff down and I went from thinking I was a train wreck to go, you know what? I graduated from Northwestern, undergraduate and graduate. I went to Medill. That's not easy. I'm raising two kids on my own. I kept my house. I'm paying my bills. I run my company. I pay my employees first. And I went from being a train wreck or thinking I was a train wreck to your get clear about where you are actually boosted my self-concept and my self-esteem because I got caught in that whirlwind of everything going wrong and I didn't see all the things that were going right and I didn't see all the things I had accomplished because they kind of got erased in the trauma. Right. Well, and when you get clear about where you are now, you can kind of take a step back from the emotions of where you are now to see it in a more objective way just like you did. And, and that can be... Uh, surprising in really great ways. For me, it was surprising in a really not great way because when I got clear about where I was with my debt, what I discovered is that I was nearly $60,000 worth of personal credit card debt. This is years ago. And I had 23 active credit cards. 
So for me, getting clear about where I was starting from, where I was at that moment, was a sobering experience. And um, But it was a necessary sobering experience. It was something that made me see... Th- you know, uh, stop denying what was going on so that I could actually start doing something about it. So I think it can be really empowering, but it also can, can be one of those kind of brace, uh, brace yourself because you're going to learn something important about yourself that you need to deal with right now moments. Well, see, I'm going to say that we had the same experience. The only thing yours was financial debt. Mine was emotional debt. Uh, and, you know, I I was at the bottom of the barrel, you know, whether you have 23 credit cards and, you know, $2,000, $200,000 in debt, or you're emotionally bankrupt, or you're emotionally on the teeter-totter, you know, those things that are real out of whack in our lives, if we don't yep. address them, um, and, you know, and that's the thing that's cool about your book, since you don't get into so many details and so many of your stories and blah, 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 I could look at that and go, Okay, if I'm going to get clear about where I am, I had to do the emotional inventory. You had to do the financial inventory. You know, there's, it's the same thing. It sure is. And, you know, I've had people come up and say that they've used the book also for physical inventory. They wanted to get healthy, and so they had to begin where they were with their bodies and their habits and their eating and, and all of that. And that was also uh, interesting and, and important for them so that they knew where they were starting from before they could decide where it is they wanted to go. So you can, you're right. You can use it emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. It, it all is the same thing anyway, because this is about not, you know, really this book is not about any one of those categories. It's really about how we engage in our own life and that, and how we can become engaged in our own life in a very direct and, and um, exciting way. Well, yeah, you kind of got to lift the skirt up and see what's under there before you can <laughs> st- you know, step forward and, and, you know, make a decision. But, you know, I really, um, I like how you made it so easy for me to investigate my own life. Because, you know, you can go to therapy and I go, believe me, I go every Tuesday night and, and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, that's helpful in one way. And I journal and that's helpful in another way. And I read and it's helpful in another way. But I like this workbook, you know, kind of book that, was just really simple. And if you're out there struggling today, I'm going to tell you the title is My Life Contract. It's a 90-day program for prioritizing your, or sorry, prioritizing your goals, staying on track, keeping focused, and getting results. That's a mouthful. But it really, I'm going to say it's a book that can help simplify where you are and get you to where you want to be. That's my personal opinion. The author is Joel Fotinos, and he's a pretty cool guy. And Joel, I'm going to, I didn't introduce you. We got a little backwards in this because I was so excited. Um, you've got a minute. Can you tell people who you are and why they should listen to you? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> who am I? Uh, no, I, I, uh, my day job is I'm a, a vice president and executive at Penguin Random House, which is the largest publishing company in the world. And um, my weekend job is I'm a minister. I'm part of the Centers for Spiritual Living uh, denomination. And um, I also have a family and kids. And all of the things that I've achieved in my life, whether it's the personal happiness, my family, which is the most amazing, important thing, my career, uh, just uh, everything that I've created really has come out of the experience in this book. So I always feel like I'm the poster child 
for the principles that, in this book, that are in this book. I didn't create the principles. I just kind of put a name to them, and I've ended up living them. And it's not that I'm any you know, amazing Dalai Lama in the world, but um, I have gone from somebody who was on a farm in Nebraska who didn't know any Kennedys or anybody famous or have any family money or went to any special college. And from that was able to go from there to digging myself out of tremendous debt and a lot of depression and, and um, self, uh, self-loathing to something that I think is uh, exciting. Awesome. We'll see you more with you after the break. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. It's words you never heard. Here's some fun facts about noses and ears I'll bet you didn't know. Did you know your ears secrete more earwax when you're afraid than when you aren't? And generally, people with asthma have better hearing than those who don't. Now, here's a word for you. When someone gets their ears pierced, they're actually piercing their pinna. The pinna is the fleshy part of the earlobe. Did you know it's possible to sneeze so hard you can break a rib? That happened to my husband's secretary once. And according to research, you'll blow your nose 250 times this year. Scientists have also determined that the smell in your right nostril is more pleasant, while the smell in your left nostril is more accurate. By the way, twice as many men as women can wiggle their ears. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Taking care of everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and we are visiting with Joel Fatinas today. And as promised, it's a fantastic show, and we are talking about his book, My Life Contract. And before you go, boo, oh my God, another contract. This is a book that's going to knock your socks off because it's easy. It's a quick read. Um, it's like a piece of music, you know, when you look at it, and there's not like tons of notes on there. So, you know, you can look at it and go, oh, I could play this. So you could pick up this book and go, I could play this, and it simplifies it, makes it easy. There's not a lot of work to 
do. Yeah, you got to think about yourself and your life. I get that. But, you know, you're going to get a plan that you can start today. You don't have to push it off. And I want to say that there's been no promotional anything uh, paid for Joel to be on my show today. I just got a copy of his book. I fell in love with it. I thought it was cool. I wanted to bring it to you guys today so you could share it. You can find it um, wherever books are sold. The easiest way to get it is uh, Barnes & Noble. You can go on Amazon. That's where um, I got my other copy that I gave to my coworkers um, so that they could look at it because I didn't want them reading all my personal notes in there, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Smart, smart thing. It is. You know, when you want to be a leader, you got to be perceived as a leader. You can't go like, oh, my God, I'm a train wreck. Why did I do this? And, uh, you know, we we have to keep this. It's like a diary. Right, Um, exactly. So, okay. So the next part of your book, and I'm not giving everything away of the farm. You know, you can buy this book. It's like 15 bucks. It's not going to break the bank. Um, We can talk about getting clear about what you want because now that's a big one. It's like going to a buffet in Vegas. Um, you can look at a whole bunch of uh, food. You know, there's shrimp and there's crab legs and, you know, there's all this stuff, you know, million desserts. And you think, how fat do I want to be today? Um, but you can tell what you don't want. And I think one of the hardest things that we have, Joel, is what do I really want? Well, I will tell you, the people who come to my talks and workshops, they fall into that category. Uh, They will say either, I have no idea what it is that I want, or they will say, there are so many things that I want, I don't know how to choose. And the result of both of those uh, questions or both of those uh, ways of, of defining yourself is the same thing, which is nothing happens. By going around saying... I don't know what it is that I want, then then there is no forward movement from that. And I there are so many things I could do, I can't choose which one. In case I make a wrong decision, then nothing happens that way either. And either way, people feel stuck or like life is not moving for them. And so what I try to tell people to do is pick something. And I actually have a whole section in the back of the book, uh, the resources section, that has, um, I'm looking right now, 18 different ways that you can find out what it is that you want in life or to be able to narrow it down and prioritize what it is that you want in life right now. And I stress that I like to work in 90-day segments so that we're not talking about your 10-year goal. We're talking about a goal that you can work on for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, life is going to shift and change, and you will have a chance to reevaluate and say, hey, did, is this still my goal? Did I dream big enough? Is this really where I want to head? And the advantage of that is even if you decide to change your goal at that point, you are now that much further along in life and you also have energy moving in your life and you have a momentum going so that it can carry you wherever you want to go. Well, and that's, you know, Joel, it's really important that we figure out where we're going because we can work really hard and, you know, get somewhere and, you know, not like what we have or not, you know, um, be as fulfilled as we want. And what was interesting to me when I did this, um, you know, when I went through your life contract or life purpose questionnaire and I was like, oh, my God, you know, it's a questionnaire. So, you know, I already started, (laughs) you know, getting there. And then I I realized, like, it's pretty easy, you know, and it's – you tell me why it's important. Like, that's a big deal because if you're going to ask me a question and I don't know why it's important, I'm not going to answer it and I'm not going to do it. And even though I'm a type A nutball and I actually made a matrix because I took, you know, this thing where (laughs) you said – I highlighted this in red – 
don't overthink it. That was right. the first thing you said in there. And here I am with my matrix going because I'm looking at my notes here. I had, where am I financially, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, physically, and, you know, physically, and, you know, all this stuff going on. And um, I used a journal to record my answers like you recommended. And, oh, my God, I think I wrote my own book. But it was really enlightening. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, the the thing is, is when we start asking ourselves certain questions, then what we do is we discover things within us that we didn't even know was there or that maybe we were afraid to say out loud or put on a uh, page. And I do under each of the 18 different questions or ways to figure out what it is that we want, I do put why it's important because sometimes I feel like the questions uh, that come out about finding your life purpose or finding what your goal is can sound so trite or they can sound very generic. But if we know why the question is important, then we'll take that question more seriously and it will become something that we can contemplate and, and really think about, but not think too much about it. Because really the, the answer that comes off the top of our head usually is the answer that our, that our soul or our higher self really wants for ourselves anyway. Um, but it gets to become a very exciting part of the journey. In fact, I hear from a lot of people that when they thought they were stuck about not knowing what their goal is, as they started answering the life questionnaire questions, then um, that became one of the favorite parts of the whole journey because they gave themselves permission to dream or they gave themselves permission to think about themselves in ways that they hadn't before. And, you know, it's really great to kind of step out of the small box that we create for ourselves and allow ourselves to think larger, think differently about who we want to be. It's like a reinvention, I think. Oh, it's totally a reinvention. You know, I look at myself and go, I'm in my 40s, so I'm in SAN 4.0. You know, I'm a tech girl background, so I'm in, you know, like software programs have 1.0, 2.0. Well, now I'm in Sandra 4.0. And one of the things that struck me as – it first struck me as really funny, and then I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. Um, You put a question in there that it's like, what do you currently do that drains you? You know, like what energizes you? And that was such a nice way to put it. But, you know, me being me, I just had to change it. And I took two pieces of paper out of my printer, and I took a big red marker, and I wrote – I hate on the top of one piece of paper. And then I took a blue marker and I wrote, I love. And, you know, I sat there with this blank piece of paper and I started just writing like a lunatic, Joel, all the things that I loved. And it just came pouring out to me and I felt so good. And then I, you know, had my hate list. And I know these are awful, you know, really emotionally charged words. And you made it so nicely for energizing and draining. Um, (laughs) But for me, you know, it was love and hate. And I really made this list and it helped me in my company because I I looked at all these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am doing so many things that I hate every day. Yeah. You know, I hate to call these people. I hate to do these programs. I hate to do these things. And so what it did was it caused me to do a shift in my company where I started leveraging the things that I didn't want to do and started attracting or becoming or doing the things that I did want to do. And that was pretty neat because that wasn't really, I think, your intention for that life contract, but that's what happened to me. Well, you know, it's funny. In my personal life, I actually had a similar experience. When I thought about that idea, I actually carried a notebook with me all day, every day for like a week. And every single thing that I did during the day, I would write either this drains me or this energizes me. And 
I got to tell you, I was so surprised at the number, how many things were on the drains me list and how few things were on the energizes me list. And then I noticed that my job was set up so that all the things that were on the drains me list were what what I did most of the day. (laughs) And so I ended up actually changing my job and reassigning um, the way that um, I delegated certain uh, activities to some of my staff. I changed the way I did other things so that my job then became something that had very little in the drain set category and most of the things in the energizes. And as a result, my sales went up, my enthusiasm went up, my staff was happier. It it really is important. Our feelings are a great compass to show us where we need to move toward. And it's always toward the things that bring us more joy. And oftentimes we'll think, gosh, I have something on my list that drains me, but I don't know how I can get that off that list and onto the energized list. And yet we can be creative about it. We can either delegate it. We can hire someone else to do it. We can stop doing it. We can ask our boss if, if somebody else can do it. I mean, we can be very creative so that we can move and continue to bring as much of our life into joy as possible. Well, that's it, Joel. I mean, you just said the thing, you know, like, you know, as a as a company owner, I own, you know, my own technology company. There's stuff I got to do every day. I can't leverage it. It's just me. I'm the last line of result. You know, you know, it's just it is. But if I know that 90% of my day is going to be fun and uplifting, like coming on the air with you today totally excites me. I love to meet new people. I love to hear what makes them tick. And if I can get the junk out of the way, which I do, you know, when I first get in the office, I, I go through all the crap that I don't want to do for the day, period. I get it done. And then I'm free to enjoy the rest of the day. And people look at me and go, how are you a single mother of two? You live on a horse ranch in the middle of nowhere, north of Los Angeles. You know, you're running around like a crazy person and I'm happy as a lark. And Joel, I'm not crazy. I just get to do every day what fulfills me and energizes me and I get the bad stuff out of the way real quick. And I didn't even realize you could do that and what an impact that has on your life. I have to say, you and I are kindred souls because I do that exact same thing. I always have my little list of what I need to get done for the day and I try to pick the things that I want to do least first and just get them out of the way. And it feels so great. The whole rest of the day becomes, or most of the rest of the day anyway, becomes something that I can just relax and enjoy. And truthfully, then I don't even mind doing those things as much because, you know, that's in a way that um, brings a little balance. I learn maybe maybe I even try to find ways to make those things less, uh, you know, less like something I want to avoid. And, um, but then the rest of the day is expansive and creative and fun and exciting. Oh. So you and, you and I are kindred spirits for sure. We are. Joel, you're my twin. I just think I have a lot more hair than you. You just totally do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are here today with Joel uh, Fatinas, and we are talking about his book, My Life Contract. You can find it on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles. It's a 90-day program, but don't let that scare you. It's a pretty easy read, and you can get right to the meat of things and start changing things so you can be happy and fulfilled and energized and live the life of your dreams, which is what we all are meant to do here on this planet. Our guest today, Joel Fontinos, I'm sorry, Fotinos, you can find him at his uh, name, J-O-E-L-F-O-T-I-N-O-S. You can Google him. He's all over everywhere. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about making a decision.
not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Joel Fontenos. How do you pronounce it? Is it Fotinos, Fontenos, Fontenos? I'm having trouble here. Yeah, it's like bring out your, the inner Greek person in you, Fotinos. Ah, so, okay, uh, Fotinos. Yeah. <laughs> we are here with Joel Fotinos. I just have my fingers up in the air doing those little clacky sounds. Right. Because um, that's what I feel like when I, when I think of you. Now, we're going to talk this last segment, and oh my gosh, the show has gone so fast. So for those of you that missed the first uh, three quarters of today's show, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on our host station, Global Broadcasting Networks. You can find us on toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Uh, boy, we are everywhere. And I'm so excited to announce that we have a collective 5 million listeners between my sister shows, Powered Up Talk Radio, Motherhood Talk Radio, Military Mom Talk Radio, and today's uh, show, Coach Talk Radio. I'd like to thank the producer today, Lisa. She just went woohoo in the studio back in Texas. I'm in Los Angeles. Joel's in New York. And we're going to talk about making a decision because, you know, Joel, I'm a gun girl. I'm a trigger girl. I grew up in the country. I used to shoot seagulls to keep them off our raft on the water um you got to pull the trigger and i'm a big proponent of you know we hear all that ready aim fire ready fire aim you know kind of stuff like that but i'd rather pull the trigger and make a mistake so i have more time to fix it do you think that's silly 
No, in fact, I think that's the, the way to do it. There's a quote in the back of the book on page 145 at the very back of the book that really changed my life. And it was said by a man named Raymond Charles Barker. And what he said was this, indecision is actually the individual's decision to fail. And that really uh, shifted things. It was a real paradigm shifter. And I think, you know, pulling the trigger and making sure that you just move forward is so much more uh, empowering. And and you're going to get so many more results that way than waiting and seeing and testing and not being sure. And maybe I shouldn't. And what if I do? And what if I don't? And what might happen? And those are all fear-based things. So making a decision moving forward is really one of the key ingredients to changing our life. But I will say, it's not just making a decision. It's the next part in the process, which is also taking action immediately. So those two things go hand in hand. You make a decision, and then you take action. Like you want to make a decision to pull the trigger, but then your finger's got to move. you got to take the action with it. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things about decision making is, you know, I'm a big pros and cons person and I take out my sheet of paper, you know, I, I kill so many trees over here. I just take out my blank sheet of paper, you know, and I, I write down, you know, pros and cons or whatever. I, I make the, you know, decision and then I don't look back because I think, you know, I have time to look back if it was the wrong decision. I don't need to waste time doing that now. But that take action immediately is so important because, you know, when you pull the trigger, you kind of got this adrenaline going, you got this, you know, like, oh, I'm going to make this decision. I make this decision. Boom. Okay. I made it. Now what? The worst thing you can do is like sit on the couch, let your butt grow roots and do nothing because that you just lost that forward motion. And one of the big things about taking action, Joel, you know, and I would love to hear your thoughts about this. I have a little post-it on my, my, um, wall here in my office and it says, what can I do now? to get me to where I want to be. Because there's a million little decisions we make during the day, and some of them get us where we want to go, and a lot of them don't. That's right. Right. And what what can I do right now? So when you make a decision, taking action immediately keeps the energy in that decision and creates this momentum that is really unbelievable. And You know, what I put in the book and what I discovered for myself and now have heard many others is we find so many ways that we can delay our good through procrastination, through uh, waiting until we have more time, waiting until we have more money, waiting until we feel like it, waiting until we feel like we have uh, the weekend, waiting until the house is clean, waiting until this, waiting until that. And all the result of all that waiting is nothing. Nothing happens. So decision and taking action literally changes everything because it alchemically adds energy in your life. You're now moving forward. And now as you're moving forward, life can support you because now it has something to work with. If you are just sitting on your couch, as you said, nothing can happen. Well, and I'm going to chime in here about like decision making, you know, because I had some pretty tough decisions to make, Joel, you know, in the last five years. I had a nice cush job with Coldwell Banker, Beverly Hills, you know, making good coin. And, you know, I had a three-month-old and a and a two-year-old and my mom was dying of cancer. And in the midst of all of that, I pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger on the marriage. I pulled the trigger on the job. I pulled the trigger on the kids. You know, I decided I'm going to spend this time with my mom. I'm going to spend this time with my kids. I'm going to build a business from home. And, you know, that's not, you know, when you look at 
you know, decision-making and stuff. But here's the thing, Joel, you had said something that I wrote down. You said, well, nothing happens. Like if you don't, if you make a decision, then you don't do anything, nothing happens. Well, I'm going to, going to say, I think a lot happens when you make a decision and you don't do anything, that decision that you know, you need to make gets harder. It gets bigger. It gets more overwhelming. And I knew at that time in my life, Joel, you know, where the, you know, kind of the walls were crumbling down around me everywhere. And then yet I turn around and I take a, you know, a, a M16 and I wipe out everything else that was standing. And then I go, okay, now I'm going to build what I need to build. I'm going to need, I'm going to do what I know I need to be happy. If I hadn't pulled the trigger at that point, Joel, I don't know if I would have had the strength because I was on a downward slope at that point, you know, bad marriage, Mm -hmm. bad job, bad, you know, everything. My mom's dying. Even my two dogs, you know, jump ship. They both passed away after 16 years during that time. And I just felt this big downward. I don't know if I had made that decision later in life, if I, if I would have been as, as happy as I am today. Well, I do think you're right that the longer you delay making a decision, the harder it is once you finally decide to do it. And, um, and that is a way that we keep ourselves small and, and that we keep ourselves stuck is by letting things become harder and harder and harder in our lives. But, you know, once you did do it and once I did do it and once other people have done it, use this, uh, use this program and actually did it, the thing I hear the most from these people is this, which is, what was I waiting for? I look back and think, what was I waiting for? I was so scared or I saw all the obstacles, but now on the other side, now that I'm moving, I look back and wished I could tell myself, don't wait, don't delay, do it, do it. And um, that's why I like going out and talking about this book because I really have a, what we would say in the Midwest where I grew up is I, I really have a heart to help people to finally just get moving, finally take their foot off the, the brake and put the foot on the go pedal and move in their lives so that they can not have to have regrets. They can not make it harder for themselves and they can look back and say, wow, look how far I've come. And I love that. And, that, and when it happens for people, it's so exciting. It is so exciting, and you get to love the life you have. I mean, you know, I'm going to veer off, you know, since you're a spiritual guy, I'm going to take us a little bit, you know, down a spiritual road here. Um, I think our purpose here is to be happy. I think our purpose here is to grow and to change and to learn and to experience. And, you know, we only have about four minutes left, Joel, and I know this is ridiculous of me to tell like a big shot publisher, you know, with all this, you know, you have all this success, and here I am, little radio show host. I was telling you what book you should write next, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, I would like your next book to be My Soul Contract, and I would really like a 90-day program from a spiritual standpoint of getting my soul in alignment, you know, or spirit, however you want to term it, um, in alignment with my life contract, because that kept creeping in when I was doing this. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. See, we are so in sync. It's funny. Uh, My next book actually is about the soul, and it's not called My Soul Contract, although that is an interesting title. Maybe I'll think about that. Uh, But it is about how how 
the soul works in our life and what the soul wants for us. And more importantly, what the soul never wants for us. You know, the soul, our souls never blames someone else. Our soul never wants harm for someone else. Our soul never wants harm for, for us. Our soul always wants more for us than we want for ourselves. And so it's always great to connect to the soul. And so the next book is really about connecting to our soul and going to the soul level so that we can stay in that that well, that evergreen well of, of inspiration and joy and creativity and positivity and, and keep drawing from that in our life. Well, I think you're just the guy to do it. So get cracking. How are you doing talking cracking. to me? <laughs> <laughs> I love talking to you. This is great. We really are twins. I think so. I think so. Um, with respect to your book, Joel, what do you think is the most important thing somebody could take away from it? I know I got my thing, but I'm going to let you go first because that's only polite. <laughs> well, you know, there is a whole program in the book, but the thing that I would tell people listening right now, the thing I would ask them to do, if they only wanted to do one thing in their life that could change their life starting today, is to every day, and I usually recommend first thing in the morning, is to just take a few moments where you take a few deep breaths, think about the thing that it is that you want in your life, and then just ask yourself, or I would say ask life, this question, which is, what would you have me do today toward that goal? And then just whatever comes up, either write down or remember it and try to do it in that day. That one simple thing, which could really take just maybe two minutes a day, really is something, if you do it every single day, that can transform your life. And and I really want people to just be able to have simple tools that can have big results like that. What is the one thing that you would say? I would say changing your life doesn't have to be hard. And, you know, you helped me see through this book that if I make a bunch of little decisions in the day differently, that that can make a huge difference in my life. Real yeah. simple. You can change your life. You can start changing your life today. I sound like a televangelist, but I'm not. I'm a radio host. My guest today is Joel Fotinos. His book is My Life Contract. Uh, you can find it where books are sold. It's 15 bucks. It's a good read. It's a good spend. And work through it. You know what? Because you're worth it. You're worth being happy. You're worth being as joyful as I am today. Joel and I had a ball. We're both working. We're both getting paid. What can be better than that? So you guys, <laughs> I need you to go out, change your life for the better. And when you change your life for the better, guess what? You change everybody around you and you change your kids. I know that everybody says you can't change other people. But I'm living proof that if you change yourself, everybody else will change in response to you. I think if we called Sheldon Cooper the Big Bang Theory, he'd back me up. But we can't (laughs) do that right now. This is Sandra Beck from Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll see you again next week. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. We all know how important it is to drink water throughout the day. It is especially crucial when the temperatures are high and it is oh so hot. Drinking water is also a significant element in weight loss. Why is that? Water, like food, takes up room in your stomach and it curbs your appetite. According to Eat This, Not That, a study was conducted by the American Chemical Society. They found that dieters who ate low-calorie foods who drank two cups of water, which is 16 ounces, lost nearly five more pounds in 12 weeks than dieters who did not consume that much water. Drinking water gives you a feeling of fullness. So when you eat, you eat less. Drinking eight glasses of water a day aids in weight loss and has innumerable benefits. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at annettehammond.com. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. It's all mine. Taking care of business. Working overtime. Woo. Taking care of business. Taking care of business. We've been taking care of business.
Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.